0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 5 of Wrestle Life Radio. I'm Matt Sin, and I'm here with my good friend Chris Cumbie. And Chris does not come before Kyle today, because unfortunately Kyle cannot be here. He will also not be on the episode tomorrow for SmackDown, but he will be back next week. So we're very much missing him. We miss you, Kyle. We really do. We really do. We're going to go ahead and get started and go to this day in wrestling history, July 24th.
1: This day in wrestling history, July 24th in the, in honor of the Raw reunion, uh, two big names, uh, 18 years ago today in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Kurt Angle defeated Booker T by submission to win the WCW world heavyweight championship in his hometown.
0: Wow. That's pretty cool.
1: I figured that was in honor in honor of the two uh, legends
0: that were there last night. Yeah, that makes sense. I've always been a huge Kurt Angle fan, and honestly, like I used to be a WCW guy, and uh, which you, I know you watch. Did you watch any WCW at all? Really? Uh, that's pretty much all we watched, uh,
1: especially during the Attitude Era, because we weren't allowed to watch it a lot. Exactly. Then. Okay. So-
0: <laughs> We've about that before. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't watch the Attitude Era either. So, like, I was a huge WCW guy, and I watched Booker back when he was with the Harlem Heat. Oh yeah, and to see how far he came and still be able to watch him—you know, what I feel like it was a couple years ago, but his King Booker gimmick was probably ten years ago now. But it's 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 really cool to to see how far he came and how successful he became. Huge fan of Booker T. Yeah,
1: he uh, he, he kept it together during the commentary on Monday and did not beat up uh, Corey Graves.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, no, he did a great job. Did a great job. So let's talk about Raw reunion because I feel like this is. Uh, this is gonna be quite the quite the conversation. Um I have seen many, many, many mixed reviews online, and I will tell you that I actually sat down and put my thoughts together before I read any reviews because after the show finished, I knew that it was going to be very, very divisive. So I really wanted to get you know, I didn't want other people to influence what my thoughts were. Um which yeah, usually they don't, but boy, I knew this one was gonna be divisive, so The show opens up with John Cena, which is great. Everyone went absolutely nuts. I mean, a huge, huge pop. Uh, He talked about how the WWE was his home. He made a joke about, wow, to get you guys to cheer me, all I have to do is come back to a reunion show, huh? If I knew that, I would have done that a long time ago. (laughs) I know. No (laughs) booing, no Cena sucks, all cheers. It was amazing. It was really great. It really was. And uh, so he talked for a few minutes and then got interrupted by the Usos. They wanted to see the doctor of Thuganomics. Cena originally said no, but then he decided to, uh, they kind of goaded him a little bit. So he came back and he rapped about how they were recently arrested and everyone cheered. A little weird, but whatever. It was funny.
1: I thought Rikishi it was awesome. Out. It was, it was <laughs> great.
0: I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. Um, Rikishi came out, and he is the Usos' father. And John Cena was going to leave again, and Rikishi's like, no, bro, we're going to dance. So John Cena gets back in the ring, and they are about to do the dance, and the Revival come out. And I'm like, all right, this makes sense. They're going to do the Revival versus the Usos again. Who's going to be in the Revival's corner? Devon Dudley? so like and first of all no disrespect to devon who is one of the great tag team wrestlers of all time right but it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense that he would be in the revivals corner it's not like they're you know i could see like you know even though he's generally a face right recently arn anderson right which i know he's with aew now or or no he's not but he's not with wwe anymore but you know if arn anderson came out uh that would make sense because it's the same type of wrestler, but, and again, it was cool. It made me pop. I liked it, but it did not fit. So I, I think they just kind of did it. So someone would be in the revivals corner, right?
1: Uh, totally. They, uh, they needed something for him. Um, Cause uh, the other uh, deadly declined to come. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Arn Anderson would have been an awesome pick for them. Unfortunately, yeah. he's not with the company anymore. And, I don't think that they ended on good terms. Maybe,
0: Uh, no, uh, not really.
1: But um, yeah, I mean, because I mean, how many times do the commentators say it's just like watching Arn Anderson wrestle? You know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But I mean, they sold. I mean, they sold it okay. You know, he's a you know one of the best tag team wrestlers. So he's in you know their corner, helping them be a good tag team. So I mean, you know, I get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do too. Uh, the Usos beat the Revival after you know Devon and Rikishi kind of got into it, and then I I think it was Dash Wilder who was yelling at Devon. I can't remember. It's one of the Revival guys. Uh, the Usos got the pin, so I guess they're number one contenders again. They should be. Uh, I would well, love does, to see that again at at uh, SummerSlam. Well, they're two of the best tag teams in the world, but the weird thing is like. They lost to Daniel Bryan and Rowan for the SmackDown Tag Titles a couple of months back, and then they had a rematch that was a non-title. They won, and then they moved on. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. They beat them at a pre-show of one of the pay-per-views. I don't even remember at this point, but it just, I don't know. As long as they continue this on and don't just drop it for 50-50 booking's sake, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean, they're both amazing, so keep it going. Yeah, they could, they could fight
1: forever. I, I, yeah. I, I
0: love both of them. Exactly. And, you know, their styles are so different, but it doesn't matter because they, they mesh together so well. But I think they need more of that because you do have so
1: many guys that are so much alike and similar. I agree. That it's nice to have, you know, the people that fly and the people that are fists, not flips. You know I mean? It's, it's yep. fun. I
0: totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, after the match, we move to a backstage segment with the legends. Caitlin. <laughs> uh alicia fox who i thought was still on the active roster i don't know when that uh, i I think everybody did right so did i dude i don't i don't get it It doesn't make sense whatever tori wilson comes out they chat for a minute santino morella comes out now my wife and i really popped at this because we love santino morella and when we were watching wrestling back in 2011 i think it was there was this one backstage segment where Santino was talking, Seamus comes and interrupts and Santino kind of looks at the interviewer and just kind of whispers, it's Seamus. And we laugh so hard. <laughs> to this day, anytime we see Santino, we just pop hard. They made some very weird phallic jokes about his Cobra. <laughs> the, the sock puppet. Okay. The sock puppet, not the other obvious phallic thing. Yes. Uh, and, so he was like rubbing on the girls with his cobra. Like it was really awkward and weird. Uh then Drew McIntyre comes in and he kind of goes, huh, legends, and then starts walking toward the ring. Uh it was strange.
1: Well, I kind of agree, because I'm like, uh, legends? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, one of them is a Hall of Famer.
1: That's that's true. Mm-hmm. A- and listen, I, I always like Caitlin. Yeah. And uh, I really, I was hoping that she would come back because she was in that uh, May Young Classic. Yeah, and then she lost, and I was like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, uh, I was kind of hoping that she would make a run back.
0: Yeah, I, I'd be okay with that. I never, I never loved Caitlyn, but I never hated her either. Yeah, she's never one of my favorites, but she was, she's always pretty good.
1: Well, okay. she kind of had that anti diva um, during the diva era, right? You know, so, which which made it fun.
0: Which is always something that you always wanted because, you know, you had your bazillion different divas and then you had someone like, you know, Awesome Kong or Beth Phoenix or Caitlin or someone that, you know, wasn't strictly diva style.
1: Yeah. 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 And she had um, that really good um,
0: feud with uh, AJ. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. I loved AJ Lee.
1: Yeah. <clears throat>
0: Um, so when, when we had a 24 seven segment, we're going to talk about a lot of these because there were a lot of segments. <laughs> it was the 24
1: so, seven show, wasn't it? Uh, it
0: basically was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Drake Maverick eh, and the hurricane are shown like at Comic-Con trying to pin R-Truth, but they fell. And then like one of the, one of the girls that are interviewing, I can't remember which one was it, Charlie it might be Charlie. Yes. Um, is interviewing R-Truth and Carmela's there. And Drake Maverick's wife, Renee, comes up and she's yelling and she's like, oh, you ruined my marriage. And that was enough for Drake to, it was a distraction. So Drake could roll up truth. He got it. And then he ran away. Uh, not too long after that. And I can't remember if this is the same segment or not, but I'm going to go and go over it. Drake Maverick, he's like in his locker room and he's like trying to get his stuff ready. And then the, the lights, no, no, he opens a suitcase to pack up his stuff. The lights turn red, and then he turns around and sees the boogeyman, who says, and I quote, I'm the boogeyman, and I'm coming (laughs) to get ya.'" And uh, he he scares Drake, who falls backwards, and Pat Patterson comes in and, like, kicks Drake Maverick three times, puts one foot on top of him and goes, count, ref. And then the ref counted the three, and Pat Patterson turned around and walked off. Yeah, seriously? Did, I mean, <laughs> did that really
1: happen? It really happened. It, it's Pat freaking Patterson, dude. It was he was the like, first Intercontinental Champion. Like 90 years old. I mean, he invented the Royal Rumble. I mean, there's so many people that it changed, and we'll get to it, but... Uh, you know, the Boogeyman is... Uh, he
0: looks the same, dude. Like <laughs> He sure does. He looks like he hasn't aged a day. It might have something to do with his makeup. Yeah. A boy, like he's still cut. He's still huge. Yeah, and he can still only say those words. I'm that, telling that's you, all I don't know if he's capable of saying anything else. I it's can't true.
1: remember. Did he eat the worms
0: this time? I can't remember. He did not eat the worms uh, this time. See, that's that's
1: what it was missing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Would have been a plus show otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true, man. So true. <laughs> uh, we had Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander. Uh, Drew McIntyre said he's gonna murder Cedric and pay him back. Uh so he comes out, then Cedric comes out, but instead of waiting for him to get in the ring, Drew McIntyre meets him in the ramp, beats the snot out of him. I mean, just absolutely destroys him or brutalizes yeah. him, right? That's what he says. Yeah. Uh and the match never starts. Cedric Alexander doesn't have a loss. So you know, that was fine. Um he did this reverse Alabama slam onto the the, on the end apron. of the ring. Yeah. Yeah, on the apron. And like it looked really good, but at the same time it looked safe. Like when he was setting it up, I'm like, "Oh my god, Cedric Alexander is about to die!" Like, like the way that he landed, it was it was executed perfectly. I know we're watching it, and I was like,
1: (laughs) "Oh," but uh, you know, this is exactly what we talked about last week. That should have happened. You know, McIntyre come out and just just mop the floor with him. This is uh, they must have listened to us because. Yeah, so, obviously. Someone listened to us because this match and the next match, I was sitting
0: there going, honey, we just talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. Yeah, yeah so so the, the, the thing about this is I hope this is over now. I don't want that there to be Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander next week and then Drew McIntyre just murders them again. I, I think they should just move on, and I hope they do, and I hope they keep Cedric on TV, but I just don't want them to you know, make Cedric look stupid or anything.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that, I think they will. I mean, this was a good way to do that. You know, l- let Drew beat him up. He didn't take a loss, but he comes back next week and he's stronger than ever. And he takes on someone that's more his size and
0: wins, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Let be okay with that. I'll be okay with that. Uh, we had the Viking Raiders who defeated Curt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, which last week we said, isn't there someone on this roster exactly. that can job the Viking Raiders? <laughs> they did, they definitely listened to us. Uh, Christian came out and he was on uh he was on commentary yes. for this match. And I I don't know, like I love Christian and I thought he did well, but like it, it sounded like something was wrong with his throat. And not that that really matters, but it sounded like he was hoarse or I don't I don't know what was going on. Um I couldn't hear him very well. But the the match was fine. It lasted a little longer. Than these squash matches is probably what three three and a half minutes. That sound about right. I thought it was closer to five. Was it? Maybe it was. Maybe I, I'm shortening it. Shortening it in my head. Kurt um, Hawkins and Zack Ryder had a little bit of offense, but the Viking Raiders definitely dominated. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they gave Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder the tag team championship at WrestleMania <laughs> because they haven't done anything with them. But hey. Zack Ryder's on TV. So we should all be happy, right?
1: Yeah, and I was really happy that they um like we just talked about that it wasn't, you know, just some jobbers, but it was you know, you know, Kurt Hawkins and Zack I mean they 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 you know, put on a little bit of offense. They they showed that they uh-huh. could that they could do a little something. Uh um, right. but I thought, you know, I thought it was good that they finally had a good match and and then we got to see Lillian Garcia, hadn't seen her in a while.
0: That's right, she was the guest ring announcer, yeah, I'm glad you was. mentioned that, yeah. I forgot about that. Too bad she, so she, she, did, didn't sing,
1: she didn't sing America the Beautiful, I was
0: kind of upset about that, but you know. No, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. So, then we had a backstage segment, where Mike Canellis is talking to, like, Eve Torres and Eric Bischoff, Yes, Eve Torres. looks like ten years younger than she ever did wrestling. I do not understand what in the world happened. Yes, she looks way better. <laughs> it was it's weird. I don't understand. I'm like, is like when I first saw her, and I'm like, is that Eve? Because it, it doesn't look like her at all. I don't. I don't know. Eric Bischoff looks like he's 170 years older. No. I mean, yes, he does. You didn't think so? No.
1: I mean, he get, he looks older, but he's not that much.
0: He doesn't look that bad. Oh man. Well, I remember. You know, jet black hair, easy e, so maybe maybe that's my problem. Um, but he made a joke about, you know, if things don't work out on Raw, maybe you can come to SmackDown, and that got a little bit of a pop because he's kinda running SmackDown. Like I don't think anyone really knows what he's doing.
1: Uh, but not yet. I don't think it's gonna um maybe next maybe this week or next week.
0: Yeah. I, I hope I hope that he has some creative control, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, So he's chatting with them. Maria comes and she's like, you need to come rub this oil on my stomach so I don't get stretch marks because I'm the only breadwinner in this family. And embarrassed him. So Ron Simmons comes up (laughs) after she leaves. And Jimmy Hart's in the background with his megaphone. Jimmy Hart hands Ron Simmons the megaphone, who kind of pauses for a second and then gives his very famous one-liner Through the megaphone to Mike Kanellis, which, of course, got a pop. It was so awesome. It was really great. It was really great. Um,
1: Speaking speaking of that, did you... um, Earlier in the uh, Usos and Revival match, they were Uh showing a commercial during the match... Did you see oh, that? Oh, it was so good! So it was a Burger King commercial, and there was these suitors, and they're coming to the queen or whatever, and it turns out that Which it's is Alexa Bliss. It's Alexa Bliss. Yeah. And so then they bring her a a Whopper, and she's like, oh, that's awesome. Which, by the way, she's a vegetarian, so she owns a pig. So, I, you know, <laughs> hopefully her pig doesn't see that commercial. And, uh-huh. then, uh, and then Ron Simmons is in the corner and just busts out with the line. And I was like, that
0: is amazing! <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I told my wife. I said I would actually like be okay with the commercials during the matches if they were all like this. Exactly. Like it's great. Do you remember a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago now the uh, Bobby Roode Chad Gable glorious commercial with the Snickers? Yes, it was so good. Yes. They need to do commercials like that. It's great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, especially because if you have that on one screen and the and the match going on the other, you're incorporating wrestling. It's not just showing right. commercials. So. Right. But yeah, I thought right. that was pretty funny.
0: It was great. Um, so then we had the club, which is AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows, who are now known as the, the OC. The OC. Now, what do you think of the OC name?
1: I'm guessing it stands for the original club.
0: Yeah, it's like original, official, or something. Like official it's three club, yeah. But OC is... Orange County. Like, there's a TV (laughs) show about it. So, I don't know. It's better than The Club, because The Club just sounds kind of dumb. It sounds like a sandwich. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And I don't hate The O.C. And again, it's something that we'll get used to. Like, we're we're used to the Viking Raiders, right? We hated that. So, uh, we'll get used to it in a couple weeks. It'll be fine. But it's not a cool-sounding name. You know, it's not like the New World Order or... Generation X, like those, sound cool. We're not gonna in ten years. We're not gonna be like, remember the OC? What a cool name that was. No.
1: Well, it depends on how you say it, Matt. I mean, if, okay. if you say it that way, it sounds very you know vanilla. But you guys say like the OC. Now it's okay. Now it's pretty awesome, right? I mean, you, you can You're say right. it. you can say you've convinced it. me. It's okay, you've convinced me. Right. A plus, you've
0: convinced me. Okay. okay, a plus name, a plus name. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then we had, this is a lot of backstage segments in a row. I don't know if this actually happened like this. Um, Gerald Briscoe pins did. Pat Patterson. Did it really? Yes. But, so Pat Patterson, who who can't take a bump, right? He's like 174 years old. Right. So they cut to him just like laying, laying down, and he's like yelling at this guy who is Gerald Briscoe <laughs> standing above him with the title, and he is the biggest goof I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how he sounded. That's exactly how he sounded. <laughs> and he's running through the hallway with the title. And then he sees Kelly Kelly. And he goes, oh, hi, Kelly. And she's like, hi, Jerry. And like hugs him and then kicks him in his gonads. Yep. He falls to the ground. She pins him. And Kelly Kelly is your first female 24-7 champion. And it couldn't have been a better representation
1: of our ladies and how much they've worked to get to where they are on the match card that Kelly Kelly is your first female 24-7 champion.
0: I'm telling you, man. I, just, and like, I, don't, I don't have any hatred towards Kelly Kelly. She's from I don't uh, either. Jacksonville, Florida, actually. She is. But, uh, yeah, but I just – whatever. The whole 24-7 thing was funny and – is not to be taken seriously, so it was fine. Well, Pat Patterson called Joe Briscoe, you stooge! Yeah, I know. And Briscoe's like, takes, uh, takes one to new one. I
1: won! <laughs> I won! <laughs>
0: uh, I was oh, like, man. he's gonna fall
1: down. So <laughs> I know. Break I F. know. <laughs>
0: Ugh. So, what came after this was really good, finally. And we've got Samoa Joe cutting a really great promo about the Raw reunion. Yes complaining about all of these legends coming up and taking TV time kind of similar to Kevin Owens, right? Mm -hmm. So he talks about how, you know, they would have had an opportunity to see Samojo wrestle, but unfortunately they won't because everyone else is taking all this time. Uh, he was interrupted by Roman Reigns. They chatted for a bit, uh, Roman said he's from, like, Samoa Joe said stuff about Rain's family. Well, that's why Roman Reigns came out, because Samoa Joe was talking about the Usos earlier. Yeah. Um, Roman s- said, hey, you insulted me. My- why don't you say something about my family? And Samoa Joe, who was never intimidated by anyone, said, I don't have to because I already did. It was great. Samoa Joe's so good on the mic. I absolutely loved it.
1: Yes, Samoa Joe, I- I'm really afraid about how they're using him. Me too. Because he comes out, he he kills it on the promos as this dude, like you said a couple weeks ago, that he's going to kill you, and you right. and you believe it, and then he gets pinned over yeah. and over and over, and like this is exactly what they did to Bray Wyatt, whenever he you know had that he had so much heat as the you know of the the Wyatt family, and he would he would mess with people and and come up on the screen and do all the stuff. And then at every pay-per-view, he got pinned. Yeah. And then he was irrelevant. It was like he would come up on the screen. It's like, oh, yeah, there's Bray Wyatt. And it's like they're they're complete. Samoa Joe is a way better wrestler than than they're giving him
0: credit for. Right. Well, while they were doing this segment, because they they were kind of broad a little bit after that. um, And then Samoa Joe just kind of really beat up Roman for a couple minutes. Yeah. And then Roman Superman punched him and he fell out of the ring. Um, I looked at my wife and I said, this is going to be a fun feud. And like, I, I, there was there was heat involved. Like, this segment was set up perfectly. And I'm like, what a great SummerSlam match, right? Like, Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns. And even if Samoa Joe loses, Roman Reigns is the man in WWE. Yeah. And he should come out looking stronger, right? Well, that's not really what's going to happen. Because they just blew it off in one night, and they just they did the match then and there. Yep. And then the spear kills them all, you know. And the
1: if if you remember, they had a little feud going um, a while back. Do you remember that?
0: I I honestly don't. So
1: they did have, and this was before Roman um, had to take time off, and and they had a they started to get some good heat, and then it ended because you know Roman Reigns wins all the time. And, uh, cause they were, cause he was kind of calling him out on his, uh, Samoan heritage. And, um, I mean, really they should bring that back because those two could put on a great match. I think
0: it would be so good. Yes. And honestly, they had the match and it was short, but I was into it. Yeah. I loved it. Absolutely. I thought it was great. Absolutely. Yeah. Samoa Joe dominated most of the match, but. Sam, uh Sam Zane. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to read my notes. Um <laughs> Roman Roman Reigns got the win yeah. and it was it was great. It was I loved it. It
1: was the only well there's yeah. I mean there was a, there was a lot of wrestling on the show and so uh of the few matches that was on it it was good.
0: Yeah. I thought it was cool. Um I am just disappointed that they blew it off in one night. This could have been a major major feud. Yep. I agree. So um, now let's talk about the worst part of the night. Ms. TV. <laughs> now That's the I, I worst mind. part? Are you sure? Oh dude, just yes. <laughs> oh my god. Anytime Seth Rollins opens his mouth. I mean, so I don't I, I don't really like the the interview segments, like the T V segments. I think it's lazy writing. But I'm okay with there being one a show. There was two on this show, and I just think it's I just think they kind of overdo it. But either way, let's pretend that I love TV interview segments. This would still be the worst segment on the show because, oh my gosh, Seth Rollins is out there, and he's mocking Brock Lesnar. And he's like, oh, he's a big boy oh, with his big round face. And, like, I'm sitting here, and I'm like, how old is Seth Rollins? Because he's coming off like he's about five or six, all right? I had no problem with it. Well, you hate Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so Paul Paul Heyman comes out and Seth Rollins says, I'm going to give you to the count of five because I don't have, I'm not in the mood for this. And so he counts to one and then Paul Heyman's like, wait a minute. Then he goes two, three, four, five. And he starts to get out of the ring. Paul Heyman throws his microphone in the air and runs around like a scared little girl. That was funny. It was good. But the way Seth Rollins came off, he said that Brock Lesnar was a Seth Rollins wannabe. Now, let's compare Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins, all right? Because, what, three weeks ago, Seth Rollins yells Will, yells at Will Ospreay. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Forgive me, Will, if I'm wrong. Says, oh, if you really want to compare something, let's compare bank accounts. So let's look at Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins has been in the WWE for nine years. He's been on the main roster for seven, I do believe. Brock Lesnar has been in the UFC and the WWE and on the Vikings practice squad for 20 years. So on the Seth Rollins comparison scale, Brock Lesnar is 100 times the man Seth Rollins is. Now, let's talk about WWE championships. Who does the WWE value more? I'll let you get to this in a second because I know you're seething right now as much as you hate Lesnar. does the W? is coming value? off my body. <laughs> 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 who, does, who does the wwe value more brock lesnar who they give like half a million dollars or some stupid number just to come in and play with a boombox briefcase and let paul heyman talk to him or seth rollins who probably makes like a million dollars a year wrestling twice a week now i don't make nearly that much and i can't wrestle entering but I think it's fair to say that I'm using Seth Rollins comparison scale here. Brock Lesnar is more of a man than Seth Rollins is. Seth Rollins should not be saying Brock Lesnar is a Seth Rollins wannabe. Do You know who is a Seth Rollins wannabe, Seth? No one, because you're a loser. Whoa! Go ahead and repeat. Go ahead.
1: Dude, you're wrong. I I know that you're all upset at Seth Rollins because of his Twitter feud with some indie wrestler, which he already apologized for. And they they've made up their friends. It's all good. But you have to understand that when you're going to fight somebody or, or you're setting up a match, you're going to talk smack. So you're going to say things that you know other people may not agree with but you're going to say it so he's going to say yeah he wants to be me because Seth Rollins is the man well he's the man's man excuse me but <laughs> <He> is the <laughs> man's man you're right but Seth Rollins you know i mean he's the hot honestly let, let's be honest okay take away take off the glasses that you're upset he okay. he's he's probably the hottest male wrestler right now i mean on the roman Reigns on, raw, on raw on raw Okay. Roman Roman Smackdown now. And so he's going to say something like that to to he wants to come across that he's trying to uh, rile up Brock Lesnar. You know, he's going to come across as saying, "Oh, you know, Brock Lesnar's an idiot, which he is. Uh Brock Lesnar had a red face, which he does. Brock Lesnar has a big round head, which he does. Brock Lesnar has <laughs> nasty teeth, which he does." And, he didn't uh, say
0: that. That's a Chris Cumbie quote. He said, it's not Seth he said something
1: about his teeth. I don't remember what he said, but he did say <laughs> something about the teeth. I definitely saw that, and I applauded. Um, and so, yes, he can say that kind of thing because he has the mic, and he's there. Guess who's not there? Brock Lesnar. And that's the only reason – that that's the saving grace of this show, is that he was not on it. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, honestly – I think it's I think it's great that he said he's a Seth Rollins wannabe because that gives Seth some a lot more heat. It gives him a lot more um, uh, push that he's saying, you know what, I'm better than him,
0: and I know it. And he is. All right. Well, he is better. Yeah. No. No. No question. He's he's better in the ring. Uh, I'm not not questioning that, and I think he should win the title back. But uh, I just I thought that this was a childish promo, and I didn't like it at all. Dude, the whole show was childish. I mean, if you... (laughs) Like, seriously, the whole
1: thing was just this big, like, awkward hug. Like, that's what it felt like. (laughs) Yep,
0: it it was. It really was. That was a very brief game of 1v1, by the way. Uh, Since we have no judge, we're going to call this (laughs) one a tie. Actually, okay, (laughs) listeners, listeners, you decide. Who just won that? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah, comment below. Um, So we move forward and... Uh, Kelly Kelly's in the background, and she is with Candice, Michelle, Melina, and somebody else, right? Alondra Blaze shows up. She showed up, but that was before that. Wasn't there another? Uh, No, it was just the three of them. Okay. So she's like, hey, look, I won the 24-7 title. And Candice is like, that's great. And Melina says, oh, guess what I've been doing since I've been gone? I've been training. What have you been training for, Melina? And she unzips her jacket. She's wearing a referee's uniform. Candace Michelle, like, knees or something, does something to Kelly, pins her, one, two, three. Then Alundra Blaze shows up. She puts Candace Michelle on the sleeper hold type thing. Candace Michelle taps, goes on the floor. Now, here's where things get weird. And it was explained later. So, for those of you that have seen the show, don't jump at me. There was. But Alundra Blaze does say, Enjoy me being 24 7 champion. Because I won't be champion for long. <laughs> now, with no context, that makes no sense. Right. None. But it, we will have context. But as as she said that, my wife and I just kind of look at each other. And I said, did she just? And my wife said, yes, that is what she said. So uh, after that. And then Corey Graves
1: geez. and and the commentator said something about it, too. Yeah, they did. They mentioned it. It was,
0: it was weird. They are like, what did she just say? Uh-huh. <laughs> So we then had Sami Zayn, he was like insulting legends, like Jillian Hall was back there, and like, I don't know, a bunch of junk, a uh, bunch of jokers, and Rey Mysterio comes and he's like, yo man, let's chat for a second, you need to understand that we paved the way for guys like you, and you need to respect us, and Sammy says, I don't respect any of you, and so Kurt Angle shows up and says, you know, when I was GM of Raw, we would settle things in the ring. So I guess Kurt Angle, who is not the GM of Raw, made the match. Because Rey Mysterio says, sounds good to me, yep. and heads toward the ring. Now, this was my thought. And before I go into this match, I want you to tell me what your thought was when that's, when he said that. When Rey Mysterio said that, I thought, cool. This is going to be a really good match. Sami Zayn is finally going to get over on someone. This is going to go exactly how it needs to. Because if you haven't noticed yet... There's been a very large lack of legends putting over new guys. What did you think when you saw the match? Like, who did you think was going to come out on top?
1: Well, by the way that the entire show was going, I, I knew that Mysterio was going to win, and I had a feeling that you know he'd have somebody come back and, um, you know, be at his side or whatever. Yeah, but I definitely, um, I definitely did not think that Sammy was going to win. I mean, they haven't really done a, let's beat up the legends since, um, I know Jericho, remember when Jericho was beating up a bunch of old guys. Yep. And I don't think they've done one since then. Yeah. It has
0: been a while. It would have been a really cool thing if he did. Yeah. What the show needed more of was legends putting over new guys and the exact opposite happened on a lot of segments. But, so, Sami Zayn and Rey Mysterio had a very short match. I mean, it, all, it only went for a few minutes, then Sami started walking out, right? And as he's walking out, uh, who who came out first? RVD. RVD. RVD comes out first, and I was like, wait a second, isn't he an Impact wrestler? And he is. Yeah. Uh, and they allowed him to appear, which is cool. Uh, then Sergeant Slaughter comes out, then Hurricane, then Kurt Angle. Four guys that have nothing to do with each other, none. <laughs> and so they all came out. Sami Zayn's been out of the ring by like probably 30 seconds uh-huh. at this point and hasn't been counted out. Uh, so like they start heading towards him. He starts going back in the ring. Rey Mysterio pins him and the match is over, uh, which is fine. I love Rey Mysterio and he's been buried for a long time now and i would be totally okay with him getting another push. But I feel like it's not going to happen So I I would rather have seen Sammy get the rub on this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I get the Rey Mysterio thing, and he kind of, you know, he did a shout-out to RVD when he was on the top rope. He did the frog Mm -hmm. splash, you know, for Eddie. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, that's what... That's the whole show is a feel-good show. They they weren't trying to tell stories. They weren't trying to put people over. It was just uh, every time one of the older people... I say older people, sorry. Anytime one of the legends was involved, it was, let's just feel good. And let's, you know, let's just go out. We don't want to be too, too <clears> controversial. <throat> that's what it felt like. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. That, that, that was the whole point was just to try to boost ratings. That That's what the whole show was for. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. they did. So, um, then the street prophets were in the back and Angela Dawkins was like putting eye drops in his awesome. eyes. It was really funny. And so Montez's is like, man, where you been? I've been looking for you. And he's like, Oh, I've been partying with RVD. <laughs> so what, what they implied is that he was smoking weed. And then he goes into like all this weird stuff about how he was hanging out with all the legends and like, the Godfather calls him. So <laughs> not only has he just smoked weed, but now Angelo Dawkins is going to go hang out, we'll say, with prostitutes, <laughs> and he leaves Montez Ford there, and he's like, "Nah, bro, I, I'm I'm going. See ya." we well, are champions and like best friends. I thought it was it was hilarious. I, I, I really You know what?
1: I, I like that WWE is, is is kind of picking fun, you know, at at some of the the problems. You know, like with the right. Usos getting arrested,
0: uh, RVD being a pothead. I mean, <laughs> like you know, it was pretty yeah. funny. It was funny. It was funny. Uh, so then we have Alundra Blaze come out, and she's got the 24-7 champion championship, and she picks up a garbage can and holds a title above it, and everyone mm-hmm. pops. Because if you don't know, Alundra Blaze was also in WCW as Medusa. And she appeared on WCW-TV with the WWF Women's Championship belt and threw it in a garbage can. And that basically ruined her career. I mean, she never did anything in WCW. But before she could throw away this title, Ted DiBiase's music (laughs) kit. That was good. That was a good Ted DiBiase impression. (laughs) And says, wait, before you do that, I'd like to buy it because everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. And then he does his laugh and he just pulls out this huge wad of cash and hands it to her and she gives it to him. And a a graphic comes up on screen and it says 24 seven champion Ted DiBiase. And Corey Graves is like losing his mind. And he's like, there was no referee. There was no (laughs) pin. This isn't legal. Uh, but Apparently it is because you can do whatever you want with a 24 seven championship.
1: And if you're a legend, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I kind of feel like Bischoff had a had a hand in this one with the whole yeah. garbage can and Elijah yeah. Blaze throwing it away. I'm sitting there going, oh, he's in the back just grinning. <laughs> Even if he didn't have anything to do with it, you know he was enjoying it. And, you know, you know now correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to have to do some research on this. I don't think Ted DiBiase ever won a title
0: ever. Uh, well, I know, obviously, he was a million-dollar champion, which he Right, he but made he, he, he made that, that up and created up himself. I, I honestly
1: don't think he was ever a champion other than the million-dollar belt, which means that this was his first WWE championship. All right,
0: I'm going to look it up right now. Let's see here. Ted DiBiase, uh, championships and accomplishments. All Japan, Central States, Dutch, Georgia, NWA, World Wrestling Federation – it shows him as the one-time champion is unofficial because he you know bought it from Andre but they didn't count it. Right, yeah, he bought the title then too, yeah. Okay, so he was he was a three-time tag champion with IRS.
1: That's right.
0: And oh. he, it says he's a one-time WWF North American Heavyweight Championship. That title's so old, like I don't know. That was from 79 to 81. I, I it's like the predecessor yeah, was- to Intercontinental. Was he the Million Dollar Man then? I honestly don't know. It was a long time ago. So anyway, I'm I'm sorry to go
1: off on that. But okay, so I think that's his first single School style. He's, yeah, I forgot about him and IRS. That's right.
0: Yep, they yep. were great. Um, yeah, Irwin. So after R. that, Schyster. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, White's yeah. dad. Yeah, and Bo Dallas's dad too. Bo Dallas. Very successful run right now. Um, so after that, um, and again, we're getting some stuff out of order. But just to make it easy, uh, you see Ted DiBiase go into this limo, and then you hear like this this crunching, like this punching sound, and then you hear a very muffled one, two, three, and then Drake Maverick comes out of the limo with the title, and his wife is in the limo, right? And, like, she's cheering him on, which is totally weird because she helped him win the title earlier, and now she's happy he won it. But, like, I don't understand because, like, she was really mad about the title ruining her marriage. So that's a complete 180. I don't know. But whatever. That uh, It's a 24-7 championship. It's fine. Uh, So let's see what – yeah, at the end of the night, he was leaving in another limo, it's the same one. Wise.
1: It's all happened, the same
0: one. But it's it all happened at the same time. It all happened yeah. at the same time? Okay, okay. So Drake Maverick is there and uh, R Truth rolls him up, or he's like trying to roll him up, and Carmella kicks him. R Truth gets the pin, jumps into the limo, and goes, go, 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 go. And the driver pulls off with R Truth and Drake Maverick's wife in the limo. (laughs) So, yeah, that was, that happens. Um, after that, we had Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. And I said, man, Seth Rollins is obviously not going to lose. He's going to challenge Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. AJ Styles shouldn't really lose because he he is recently turned heel, just, you know, reformed the OC. So Seth Rollins won by disqualification. Let's talk about how we got there. So Seth Rollins and AJ Styles are wrestling for a few minutes. Um, You know, they're great, so fine. Um, But I I can't remember why. Do you remember why DX came out? Yeah, because
1: the OC started to interfere. And they started beating up Seth Rollins. That's right.
0: That's right. So they were going to attack Seth Rollins. And then, yep. And then so DX came out as Seth Rollins' backup. Now, one important thing is earlier in the night, the OC said they were the greatest faction of all time or something like that. So this is just Triple H and Shawn Michaels trying to get one over on the new guys, I guess. Um, Sounds more like Triple H, but we won't get into that. So they are now in Seth Rollins' corner. The match continues after the commercial break. The match ends with, I think it was, was Luke Gallows tripping Seth Rollins. And so they come in, and they're about to attack Seth, but then Shawn Michaels and Triple H gets in. And AJ goes, hey guys you guys should be on our side. You're one of us. And they hold up the yeah. "Too Sweet click, whatever logo NWA Wolfpack, whatever you want to say it is. Right. And they start to do it and they move forward. And Seth Rollins looks like a goofy seven-year-old that's been rejected because he has been rejected by me. And that's oh really all that matters. And so Shawn Michaels, Triple H is about to do the Too Sweet, and then they do the chop. They all start brawling they get the better of the OC who get chairs and start to go back into the ring. Then road dogs music hits and he comes out with X-Pac, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. That's everybody, right? Yeah, that's everybody. And so he comes out and he's like, Oh, there's seven of us here. You better check on your numbers. He's like, Oh, I forgot about (laughs) Billy. Ha ha ha. So that was was with AEW of course. And then he, it was funny, and he talked about you know, the spirit of China being with them, which was nice. Um, the only thing I didn't really like about this is I think it made AJ Styles and the and uh, the Good Brothers look kind of weak, which I think they really should have been strong. Like what what is Seth Rollins' game? For? Like after it was over, they all do this group hug, and Seth Rollins is again left out, and he's like, "What's going on, guys?" And then so they let him in. It was weird. It was awkward. They also did let uh, Seth Rollins say suck it, which, whatever. Um, I don't know. I I don't think it did anything for Seth Rollins, and it made the OC look bad. I didn't like the again,
1: again, this is strictly to make everyone feel good and to make people laugh and to make people smile. Um, I I don't think it made the OC look weak. I mean, I I just think that, you know, Triple H is very – Protective of he and his buddies. So they're always going to have the upper hand yeah. no matter what. So uh, I, I did like the exchange with AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels. If you caught it when they were, you know, AJ Styles was like, I know where NXT is. I can come, I can come up there. You yeah. know, I mean, I was like, Ooh, yeah. wait a second. Is something happening here? Cause that would be awesome.
0: Uh, I mean, Shawn Michaels
1: and AJ Styles, that that's a dream match. Um,
0: mm-hmm. but, uh, I, I don't know. I
1: thought guy. it was, it was a, it was a, you know, fun little segment to, to, I, I laughed out loud whenever, um, road dog was like the, the, the OCs are looking at the OGs. So you better back up. <laughs> he, you want to talk about somebody looking yeah. old with his beard. He looks like he should be retired
0: uh-huh. and
1: on like on a rocking chair on a porch somewhere. Like, <laughs> But it was, yeah, uh, but it was, it was a fun little cool. segment. Um, but Rollins didn't actually say suck it. He says, if you don't like it,
0: we got two words for you. Yeah, we got two words for you. Yeah. yeah. And so, Matt, if you
1: don't like it, him saying that, I got two words for you.
0: Would it be? <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. I, I wanted to be like something clever. And I, I had nothing. Nothing. So then we moved to Mark Henry and Mick Foley backstage. Uh, they're just kind of chatting, and then we go to commercial. Now, here's w- another really great segment. This yes. is a great segment in the show. Uh, Mick Foley comes out, and, and there should have been more segments like this, uh, but I've already mentioned that, so I'm going to drop it. Mick Foley comes out. He goes, man, I want to show you guys my very favorite memory of Raw right here in Tampa, Florida. And uh, so he they very briefly show when he's winning the WWF championship, the, the very famous, that'll put a lot of butts in the seats, Tony Giovanni (laughs) line. Um, so, but it, it like fades out and it like kind of glitches like Finn's music did last week. The lights go out very slowly the same way. And the only thing that really bothered me is Corey Graves says something like stupid blackout. And I'm like, you know, what's happening. You were there (laughs) last week when Bray Wyatt comes and attacks Finn. That bothered me a little bit, but whatever.
1: So then,
0: um, I, I, I mean, you can act surprised. I don't know. So the lights come back on, and it's like the weird like uh, uh, rotating lights, and then the weird high-pitched music, and Bray Wyatt's doing a mandible claw on yep. Mick Foley. Um, I don't know if that's something he's going to use regularly or if Mick Foley just can't take his sister Abigail. the way, it was really cool, worked really well. I love yeah, this that- segment.
1: That we, you know, that's the one thing that Foley doesn't mind doing. Foley will put people over. I mean, he'll he'll He's volunteer. He wants to help the young guys, and he knows right. that Bray Wyatt has got. I mean, he is so over right now. And 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 I agree. I, I I just think that he his body can't take a Sister Abigail, and plus it was kind of a I'm gonna take you out the way you took people out,
0: you know. Right. I liked
1: it. I liked it.
0: Yeah, and I thought I loved this segment. I really did. Um, after that, Becky Lynch was a guest in a moment of bliss with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Before they can even before she can even answer anything, Taya comes out and interrupts her. They argue. They both cut a pretty good promo. I liked it. They brawled for a second, and the segment ended. I like segments like this because they don't take up a lot of time. They get the point across, and then you can move on. Especially for a reunion show that had so much going on, I thought this fit perfectly. Honestly, you think? I
1: agree, man. I mean, I, I wouldn't have. <clears throat> I would have liked them to brawl a little bit longer. Um, yeah. And the thing about Natalia is that um, she's she's just not that strong on the mic. I mean, Becky Lynch was just mopping the floor with her, and then so Natalia goes, right. "Oh, oh, I'll show you." And they just started hitting her. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well, that was a great comeback. Uh, but uh, but yeah, hey, it, was, it, it worked. It was fun. I th- I liked how Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were just like, ooh, let me grab my coffee and watch, you know. But, uh, uh, but yeah,
0: uh, I, yep. I liked it. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it was good. Then we had Braun Strowman fight Randy Rowe, who is just a jobber who was named, luckily. Um, I fast forwarded through this match. Because I don't watch jobber matches, I think they're dumb. But I heard that it I was told really good. You it was good. So I went back and watched it. Uh, I, I I don't remember one of the wrestling podcasts I listened to. It's like you need to watch this. Okay, so I went and watched it, and Braun Strowman's like, this isn't gonna last long. He like throws him seven feet in the air, and I don't think I'm exaggerating. Like yeah. he threw him really high, like three or four times, and then the match is over. Here's the problem with this. What are they doing with Braun Strowman, man? Because he had this really cool feud with Bobby Lashley, and the feud was mediocre, but the payoff was cool. And before that, like, this is what he was doing before the feud started. And now is this just what they're going to do with him? Like, when they don't have anything for Braun Strowman, are they like, ah, have him beat up a jobber? Like, I I don't don't get it.
1: I I hated this. I I really did. I felt like – After watching the Viking Raiders actually fight, you know, a a tag team that's on the roster, I was like, oh, wow, maybe there's maybe they're they're changing their ways. Maybe maybe something's going to change. Oh, no, it's the same crap. Let's have the big man throw around somebody. It's like me fighting a five year old. It's like me picking up a five year old child and chucking them across the ring because that's what it was. Now,
0: I would be okay with it if like this is like Braun Strowman's debut, right? And they're like, look yeah. how big and strong this guy is. But like, he's been around for years. We yeah. know he's unstoppable. We don't need this sixty second jobber match. This he's really already stupid. established. I mean, why
1: not have something like I don't know? And, and I don't, I, honestly, I don't know what the Big Show's doing. But why not have like the Big Show come out and Braun Strowman like choke slam him? You know, I mean, something like that. Yeah. At least you That'll have for your show. legend and he's putting over a young guy. I mean,
0: I just don't understand. I
1: just don't get it.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Seth Rollins and AJ Styles ended at the end of the second hour. So if I'm right, this was the only match in the third hour of Raw. Yeah. Yeah,
1: this, I'm this, you, this
0: was the only match.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. The third hour was just a bunch of segments and a ton of commercials.
0: This was your main event, by the way, because the only thing that followed this was the the promo by Steve Austin and all the legends coming out. This is this your main event. Braun Strowman versus some dude.
1: Well, don't forget Hulk Hogan.
0: Yeah, yeah. So after this, Ric Flair comes out. All the legends other than uh Hulk Hogan and uh Steve Austin come out also not John Cena which was weird I don't know why he didn't come out with the rest of the guys but it was he was really gone yeah that's that's <laughs> the only thing I can think of like he came and his schedule was so tight he was like all right I gotta go I gotta be somewhere so yeah but Ric Flair comes out they all are like paying respect to Ric Flair Hulk Hogan comes out cuts a short promo Steve Austin comes out, says, "Hey, you guys are all my family." And it was a little little strange, but it was great. Um Steve Austin can say whatever he wants and do whatever he wants and we're all going to pop, right? Yeah. It, it was a good it was it was good, but he, I don't know. It was very un-Austin, if that's yeah. the thing, talking about how, you know, they're all family and that kind of stuff when it's, you know, basically a bunch of legends and uh none of the current roster out there. Um he put over raw, he put over basically us, right? Like he said anyone watching on TV is also family. Um, he had a toast to promote his new beer and the show ended. Um
1: yeah, it Steve Austin on <laughs> Monday night kind of reminded me of the drunk uncle who's had <laughs> who's had like way too many drinks and he's just like right. Guys, I just want to let you all know. I just love everyone
0: in this room, right? Uh-huh. Now. He definitely had a couple before he came. Like up there. I was
1: like, "What's going on here? Is Steve <laughs> is, is Steve Austin dying? Like is yep. is is this him telling us that he's dying right now? Because I I can't handle that." Yep. Um, but it was, uh, you know, again going back to what I said, all threat. It's a it was a feel good moment, um, and he was like, and you're right. He was trying to sell the the fact that it was like you know we're we're, uh, we're we're packed to the ceiling here and there's millions at home
0: watching and I was like uh-huh. man he's really drinking that uh, Vince Kool Aid is not he yeah I think he was really trying to get it over because you know last couple of weeks the the they haven't been able to sell their shows and the ratings have been down this show right. looked legitimately sold out and it was a huge ratings pop for them we'll see if it continues.
1: Yeah, I mean, but, well, you got it's in Tampa. I mean, Florida is a huge wrestling um, state. Yeah. A, a, a ton of the wrestlers live there. Yeah. Um, and so, or in the area anyway. Yeah. So it was, uh, and you know what? They let Stone Cold talk, Hulk Hogan talk. They didn't let Ric Flair talk. You noticed yeah. that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> They're like, sorry, Slick Rick, not tonight. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. But so this show this show is so hard to grade because I want to look at it like okay do I grade this as a standalone super showdown type show that has no effect on other storylines or do I grade it on the fact that man SummerSlam is 3 weeks away and they did nothing to set up SummerSlam So it's hard so I'm I'm going to grade it as how much did I enjoy this show i tell you, as much as I complained, I really did enjoy the show. Um, I'm going to grade this a B, which I know probably sounds a little high for what I've been saying. But seeing all the – now, if they did this every week, it would drastically lower. But seeing all these guys come back, even when, like, I hated the fact that I I think the OC looked bad in that. But you know what? Seeing the click together – I haven't seen that in a long time. It was it was really, really cool. Um, I I enjoyed this show. I hope the reunion is an annual deal. Um, yeah, I see a B.
1: So the way that you have to grade this is to look at it like this. Uh, Monday Night was not a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday Night was a feel-good uh, family reunion-style show. Um, to just to try to get the ratings up and to bring back a bunch of people that you hadn't seen in a long time, you know, hadn't seen Kelly Kelly in a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, some of them you see occasionally, but like Molina, hadn't seen her in what six years on the, uh, on the WWE. So, <clears throat> if you look at it, I'm not going to grade it like a wrestling show. I'm going to grade it as a sports entertainment show, and if that's the case, then it's going to get an A minus because really. Um, I, you know what? I know you hated it. I loved the Seth Rollins promo.
0: That's insane. Um,
1: I don't get, you uh, know me. what? I apologize.
0: We're, we're I allowed to, an F.
1: we're allowed to disagree. <laughs> we're allowed to disagree that that's what makes our show unique. We don't agree yeah. on everything. Um, but, uh, but just for the entertainment value, seeing people you haven't seen in a long time, I'm going to give
0: it a minus. Okay. That's good. That's good. So, we're going to talk a little bit about the current roster, and we're going to play a game called Keeper Cut. Now, this is a game that we haven't played before. Um, Chris and I have played it before, actually, so we could practice a little bit so I could tell, show them how to play. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come up with a wrestler or a tag team, and Chris is going to tell me if the WWE, if, if Chris worked for WWE. If he thinks that you should keep this person, and if so, what you would give this person to do, or if you should just cut him and let him go to the Indies or AEW or whatever. You ready, Chris?
1: Yeah. Do we have any intro music or anything?
0: Uh, no. You want to come up with something real
1: quick? Da 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 da. Hey, keeper
0: cuts. There we go. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> We're, man, we're we're really good at this. Like we we're we're gonna we're gonna create our own intro music here pretty soon. And if <laughs> anything like that, oh my gosh! Like I can't imagine the masterpiece is gonna turn out. I'm crying. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna give you five, and I want you to tell me what you say. Okay. We're gonna start out with Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Ooh, that's a good one to start with. Thank you.
1: I want to keep them so I'm sorry for the pause. Like I want to keep them so bad, but there's nothing for them. I'm going to have to say cut just because there's no storyline I can think of that would include them. The only thing that could work is to split them up and let them go single. Um, and then maybe put them on main event, but <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to say cut.
0: Yeah. Well, the problem with keeping them around is, or splitting them up is, boy, you want to talk about having to do some hard work to get these guys over? I mean, they have just been buried for the longest time. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know they when they first came out as the B team,
1: I felt like uh, I felt like they had a, a little pop. You know, yeah, like, they were funny. They were chanting their name, and then it was like they disappeared off the face of the earth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's. I don't know where they've been. Like they've they've been kind of like Shane McMahon's lackeys a couple times, but I, I don't I don't know. It makes no sense. All right, we're gonna go with another tag team here. Primo and Epico. Unless they still
1: work there. Cut! Yeah, cut! Cut! cut. All right, go ahead. Me one. Cut! Cut! Because uh, how many different personas do they have to have? I know,
0: like three or four.
1: Like the last the last show we were at, I think uh I think it was the one that y'all were there too. The um I think they came out and did a little match. It may have been for main event. Yeah, it was heavy machinery. Okay. So this lady next to us goes, Did the back of their pants say colon? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was like, Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's the sign. It's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember, remember when they were like
0: trying to sell like
1: timeshares? I was like, yeah. what is this?
0: They've had the weirdest stuff, man. I don't know anyone that's probably made more money on more ridiculous stuff they have since like Mantar or something stupid. Yeah, I, I got to say, time to cut them. All right. All right. Um, Sarah Logan. Oh, keep all day. You think so? Oh, yeah. Tell me why. Dude,
1: well, first of all, I love the Riot Squad. Um,
0: me too. They're and,
1: great. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was a great faction. Uh, I, I think Ruby Riot is awesome. I don't think they give her any time. Uh, but I like her. I like her look. I like she's different. Um, she's a she's a pretty good performer. I mean, when she had time. um, and, and I think that she could... I think she could be a really good heel with her kind of Viking... I'm a wolf and I howl thing, you know, and if they let her really explore that, I think that could be fun. I mean, I think she should be on SmackDown because women get more time to wrestle there.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Chad Gable. Keep.
1: Okay. Love Chad Gable. I think he's one of the best wrestlers they have. Um, I, I loved, uh, the tag team with, uh, with Jordan. Um, I was really upset that they split that, I think they could have really taken that uh, a long distance because uh, Chad Gable is one of the most uh, technically proficient wrestlers they have. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but on 205, apparently he wrestled uh, Jack, uh, Gentleman Jack, I can't remember yeah, what he yeah. yeah. And I've been reading, and I'm going to go back and watch it because I've been reading stuff, and everything I've read said it's one of the best matches they've ever
0: seen. Okay, so I'm gonna so go I, watch I want to go back
1: and watch that because Chad, I, I love Chad Gable, dude. He's I do awesome. Too. Hmm. He should have come out as uh, as Kurt Angle's son. He looks and wrestles just like him. I know. <laughs> That's
0: really funny. Uh, all right, last one. You ready? Yes, sir. This is uh, a couple Rusev and Lana. Oh, keep.
1: Okay, um. Lana doesn't need to wrestle anymore. She should just stand by Rusev. But Rusev Day is one of the greatest <laughs> chance. I swear. But and they I, didn't capitalize on it. I know. Like, it, and you know why? I think I think it's because it, it it happened organically and he created it. And the WWE doesn't seem to like things that the wrestlers yeah. come up with. Like Long like, Island I see. Yeah, like Barry Zack Ryder afterwards. Yes. Like if if the writer didn't come up with it, then we're not going to push it. And it's annoying and it's, it's, it's pompous. It's arrogant and it doesn't create, it doesn't promote creativity from their performers. I
0: agree. Uh, but, I agree.
1: but I'm a huge, I like Rusev. I think he's a great heel. Uh, I haven't, you haven't seen that much heat on a foreign heel probably since. Um, oh my God. I'm going blank, dude. I'm having a, it's, it's late at
0: night. I'm having a moment describe him to me i'll tell you who it was why am i going oh iron Sheik. iron Sheik. okay boy else you're going way back
1: he probably has i mean what foreign uh bad guy has as much heat as rusev vladimir koslov just oh, come on <laughs> <laughs> but iron Sheik and hulk hogan remember those matches i sure do when They're i was great. a kid when i was a kid i hated iron Sheik. Uh I just, I was like, why doesn't the government get rid of him? (laughs) (laughs) He hates America. And so, uh, and so, you know, Rusev kind of had that same thing with Cena, you know?
0: Yeah. And uh, that's right. Bring, bring that back. Bring it back. Okay. All right. That was Keeper Cut. That was our very first Keeper Cut. And uh, we will continue to do this. Uh, I really like this. Let me know what you guys think as well. This has been episode five of Wrestle Life Radio. You can follow Chris on Instagram and Twitter at... At Chris Cumby. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Life Matt. You can follow us on Instagram at WrestleLife Radio and on Twitter at WrestleLifePod. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We will be back tomorrow with a review of WWE SmackDown. See you later, guys. Yowie wowie.